The word of the Lord from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place a sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We end the church here with one last parable, the well-known parable of the sheep and the goats. Jesus separates all peoples of all nations into two groups as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. The reason for the division becomes obvious. There are those who are going to heaven and those who are not. This is the final judgment. This is also going to happen. Christianity is not one more man-made philosophy disguised as a religion to try to make things make sense and to improve human behavior, and that's all. Christianity is the true story of God's plan of salvation to save sinners from start to finish. And God's plan is to save sinners. Even though so many see God as an angry God and Judgment Day as a day of terror, he declares that he takes no pleasure in the death of anyone. He wants all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. In fact, 
Note this little tidbit about the parable. When the Lord condemns the goats, the unbelievers, he condemns them to a place prepared for the devil and all his angels. It's not prepared for sinners. It was never the Lord's intent or desire to condemn anyone. There is no double predestination here. However, there are those who do not want his righteousness or a part in his kingdom, and so they are given to go to a place not prepared for them. Even so, Judgment Day need not be a terrifying thing for you because it is intended by God to be the day of your final deliverance from this sinful world to the kingdom of heaven. Judgment can go either way, after all. Many fear the day because the truth will finally be told. Their sins and their sinfulness will no longer be hidden under a veneer of excuses and distractions, and the Lord will simply say what is true. According to his word, they are guilty. But a judgment can also be an innocent verdict. And for the people of God, forgiven for their sins, it is finally the day when they stand before the throne and hear the not guilty verdict straight from the mouth of God. It is finally the day when, after struggling with doubt every day of their lives, they are finally vindicated for living by faith. It is finally the day when, after being constantly called foolish by devil, world, and sinful flesh, they will hear from the Lord's own mouth that their faith was not in vain. They will hear him say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. After all, the Lord keeps reminding you of the judgment in your favor every Sunday. He keeps reminding you that he has paid the price for your sins, borne your guilt, and suffered God's guilty verdict on the cross in your place. Raised from the dead, the judge keeps previewing the decision he will render on the last day. It's in the absolution, I forgive you for all of your sins. Not guilty. Cleansed by his blood. But in the parable, there is surprise. The sheep are surprised to hear the summons into the kingdom, and the goats are surprised at the exile to hell. However, they're not asking why, they're asking when. The surprise comes because Jesus talks about when they cared or didn't care for him. For instance, the sheep. Jesus says to them, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And the sheep say, When? As in, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? Jesus says, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, 
you did it to me. Likewise, to the unrighteous goats, he says, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And they say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And Jesus responds, truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Then it's eternal life for the sheep and eternal punishment for the goats based upon whether or not they helped Jesus by helping the least of his brothers when they had a chance. But all of this should not quite sit right with you because it sounds like salvation is all about what you do, who you help, and not about the gospel. In fact, many have interpreted this parable to say exactly that. You can go to heaven as long as you help enough of the hungry, the sick, the strangers, and the prisoners. Just do enough, and heaven is yours. In the history of the church, this is a relatively recent interpretation that grew with the social gospel movement. There's another interpretation. I'd like to walk you through this text if we interpret it in the context of Matthew's gospel, not recent social trends. And the key portion of Matthew's gospel to look at is Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus prepares to send out the 12 disciples to preach on his behalf. He tells them to go to the lost sheep of Israel. He tells them to take no money or a travel bag. In fact, he tells them to take no extra clothes and to expect to receive food from others. When they arrive at a town, they are to proclaim that the Christ has come. And if some of those who here believe, they will invite them in, provide them with room and board. If no one receives them, says Jesus in Matthew 10, they are to move on. But woe to those who have rejected them. Jesus says, Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. And Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, were destroyed when the Lord rained down brimstone and fire. Jesus further warns in Matthew 10 that the disciples might be arrested and thus imprisoned for speaking his name. And then finally he says to them in Matthew 10 verse 40, Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me, receives him who sent me. Wherever the word is proclaimed, the word made flesh is there too. So, imagine, after a long and difficult stretch, two disciples stumble into some town. They haven't eaten for a while, their clothes are worn, one of them's running a fever. True to the Lord's calling and sending, they proclaim that the Christ has come. Once they're finished preaching, who will help them? Who will give them food and clothing? Who will give them a place to stay and care for the sick? 
And if they should be imprisoned, who will visit them? Well, those who believe the word about Jesus will. Because they believe their sins are forgiven, and as God's forgiven people, they will want to patch up these weary, hungry brothers who have arrived. And when they receive those who have come in Jesus' name, says Jesus, they receive Jesus who has sent them. Because they are forgiven, they are righteous. And to them on the last day, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. For as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. These believers are the sheep. And they have done their good works of care because they are forgiven, because they believe. Those who don't believe won't help these apostles. They won't want to get near those who they think are spinning some fairy tale about a Messiah or encourage them in any way. I mean, let's be honest. If a snake oil salesman shows up in town, you're not going to invite him in for dinner. If people believe the apostles are false teachers... They will want them to leave town as soon as possible. But, says Jesus, if they want the apostles and their preaching gone, they want Jesus to be gone too. And so these are the goats. Let's be absolutely clear. The righteous are not going to heaven because they fed and clothed the preachers. Before they feed and clothe the preachers, they hear the word and they believe. Because they believe, their works follow faith, faith in Jesus who forgives their sins. The righteous are not going to heaven because they do good works. They are going to heaven because they are righteous, and good works happen to be what righteous people do. This is such a great text because it knits faith and works together. If you're tempted to believe that Christianity is all about social gospel and salvation is all about doing works for the downtrodden, Jesus makes clear that it starts with hearing his word and receiving his grace. If you're tempted to believe that there's no need to help others because you believe in Jesus, Jesus makes clear that faith is expressed in acts of love towards others. Faith alone saves... But faith is never alone. If you're not helping others out, you're suffocating your faith. And in this parable, this is where faith and works meet. The sheep believe the word of forgiveness that the preachers preach. So they feed the preacher so that he's around to keep preaching the word so that they can keep hearing about forgiveness and then keep doing good works. For as that grace strengthens their faith... They'll reach out to help all sorts of people. That's the parable of the sheep and the goats in this last Sunday of the church year. Jesus is coming back in glory. And until then, we delight to hear God's word. And then, as a collect after Holy Communion says, we live in faith toward God and in fervent love toward one another. So God grant that you always rejoice that Christ is the good shepherd who has laid down his life for the sheep. 
to redeem you by his blood so that you might be numbered among the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Rejoice to be forgiven. Rejoice to be the Lord's hands, feet, and voice to those around you. Rejoice that by his grace and by his work, you can be confident that on the last day, on judgment day, you will hear him say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.